Hello, everyone. This is another episode of Chatting with Asta. If you are enjoying this series, uh, don't forget to like by thumbs up, comment, subscribe. This is a series that seeks to explore many different people that I know and love in my life and use them as both inspirational and informational resources. Uh, today on my show, I am lucky to be joined by someone I greatly admire, composer Steve Moore, really badass musician, worked on multiple films. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. How are you doing, man? Things are good. Things are definitely crazy, but uh, you know we're we're uh, we're staying safe and uh, staying sane, uh, staying active. Yeah, keeping the brain keeping the brain working, talking, communicating. Try yeah, yeah. Trying to trying to stay uh, you know connected uh, for sure. Yeah. So um, for those that are watching and may not already know, uh, you have worked on a bunch of different film scores, including one that I have heard, and I never get tired of, the guest score. Um, yeah. That has become, my husband has probably written two to three screenplays just listening to that score <laughs> on loop, uh, the, entire, the entire thing. I have broken my sprint records with that score playing. Um, <laughs> So, you know, and you've worked with uh, uh, Joe Bigos on VFW and Bliss. Uh, how, how lucky, how lucky you've gotten to work in such cinematic work. Yeah, I, I've, I've gotten very lucky. I've met some really great people along the way. Um, and uh, it, it, it's, it's, been, it's been really like an honor to, to work on the films that I've worked on. You know, I'm proud of every movie I've worked on. And uh, it's, it's really, uh, you know, the, it, it's, it's, it's been like a dream for me. I've, growing up, I always wanted to make uh, music for films. Like even as a child, like people, people, people talk about like receiving their calling early in life. But like, I swear when I was seven years old, I want. I knew I wanted to make music for movies. Yeah. Um, it took a long time to get to that point, but uh, yeah, it's 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 really great. And I and I'm glad you mentioned the guest too because that's probably, you know. And this is very. I I have to be very political about this. Uh, the guest is definitely like my favorite film that I've gotten to work on yeah. because. And this is, and this is the, and this is the purely, it, it, this is truth, uh, but I wanted to, I, you know, just so there are no hurt feelings. Yeah. I love, I love the guest so much because I actually got to be in the movie. Whoa. It's the only film, yeah, it's the only film I've worked on that I actually got to make a cameo in. And for me, that was like a very special thing not just to be able to be on screen, uh, you know, sharing a, sharing a scene with Dan Stevens, but uh, to, to, to be able to be on set. I was on set for uh, three days. Uh, Adam, Adam Wingard brought me out. We had, uh, when we were, when we, we were speak, when we were setting up uh, everything for the guest, uh, there was a lot of music that I actually recorded for the film uh, before they even shot, uh, started shooting anything. Yeah. Uh, Adam wanted to have uh, something in mind while he was shooting 
and uh, and to and to have in mind while they were editing after that. Uh, so some uh, some of the music, or at least some of the ideas, were recorded before the filming, and then uh, we all agreed. He thought it was very important that I be there for at least a few days of, of filming to get an idea of the 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 vibe of the film and how things are they're moving and for me it was it was it, it was very informative uh it definitely helped in in a creative way but uh even more importantly than that i think it really showed me like how much work goes into making these films uh you know just so many people uh, like dozens of 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 people working their asses off behind the scenes uh that you only barely see their names in the credits as it scrolls by at the end of the film yeah. but it gave me it gave me a real appreciation for like how hard everyone has to work to make uh a film yeah it, it you know it, it it really is a collaborative effort yeah and and sometimes like for me there's there's different like things that stand out to a film and i always pay attention to the score and and the soundtracks because they really like help to add this visor for the audience that makes you zoom into this alternative reality and these imaginary circumstances and it really like pulls you in and it can also be the thing that like throws you out you know if you if you That's, don't yeah <laughs> But the guest, you really like created this. That's why I have this background today. I wanted to have like this kind of techno, like, you know, inspired like motion background today. But yeah, it's I, perfect. Yeah, I, I absolutely, I love that film. And I have to go back and watch it. And remember, because I met you after having seen this. Um, we finally met in person uh, this past fall at the Brooklyn Horror Film Fest where you were. Right. Um, there because of VFW, which you worked on, but you also yeah. were the DJ for the uh, the big party night. And yeah, closing party. That was such a, um, I mean, it's, it's great that you got to like have that experience on the guest. And I think it's great that you've also known that this is like what you want to do. But what was it like, like creating um, this score? Because it's very much part of the style of Joe's work, right? Like having this chaotic music we're, we're talking are we vfw uh, and bliss yeah no? yeah vfw and bliss uh well I, I first i have to uh i have to give credit to uh jo to josh who does the uh josh ethier who does the uh the editing on joe's movies he uh he puts together really fantastic temp scores um and i uh, when i was when i first started out composing i really kind of hated the idea of temp scores yeah. i wanted to go into it with a completely clear head with nothing in mind uh i wanted to 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 to, to really generate all of the ideas from a, from a purely organic truly natural uh way yeah uh but but I, I, through working with uh, Joe Begas and with uh, Josh, I've, I've really gained uh, 
an appreciation for the temp score and the fact that the fact that they're making it means that it's important. Uh, and so, and these guys happen to put together really fantastic temp scores. Uh, yeah. That that to me uh, for these films served served at least the purpose of like you know it points you in the right direction at least it, it at least tells you like the uh the atmosphere that they're looking for that type of thing uh but uh that said joe and josh are very open to all of the ideas that i send to them uh there's always there's always a ton of revision work because you know just out of necessity uh as the editing process progresses. Usually I, I start working films, unfortunately, before they're locked. Yeah. So there's always things that have to change, uh, adjustments that need to be made. Uh, but yeah, working with Joe is great. He's a, a terrific director and we have a, a, a really good rapport. Uh, I, I feel like I understand what he's saying. He's not a musician, so when he's telling me what he wants in a scene uh that that's i feel like that's part of that's part of being a film composer's job that that's an important element that nobody ever talks about you have to sort of be a bit of a translator you have to be able to translate what non-musicians are trying to say about music yeah uh you know i i went to college for music and so it, you know, there, I, I have a, a knowledge of, of, you know, music terminology that I can use to describe scenes or cues uh, that, you know, a lot of the filmmakers that I work with aren't going to have that knowledge. So yeah, that. when, yeah, when they're, when they're trying to convey what they want, uh, a lot of it has to come down to me sort of uh, trying to interpret the what what they're actually saying and 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 trying to figure out what that means in a musical term uh yeah and and it's interesting too because i feel like between those two films um and your rapport with him and obviously your work on the guest and just three films i did the mind's eye with Vegas. yeah too. Mind, mind's eye um yeah. with, with all these films that you've worked on you've definitely developed um, a calling card for working on films that explore like very sleek, almost dystopian, chaotic circumstances, if, if, if I can be so bold as to say. Like, and I say that because I find myself, um, part of the reason I reached out to you is I find myself listening to those kinds of scores right now a lot. And, you know, I think about like even John Carpenter, like listening to that kind of music right now, it just feels so prescient and like of the moment like we're tr we're living in a time that feels uncertain and we feel almost totalitarian in moments and we feel so what kind of um what kind of I mean I I don't know exactly where I'm going with that except for to say like who are your influences early in your career and when you were a child that led you to kind of lean that way or lean towards the style that you have. Okay, uh, well, <laughs> first of all, I just want to say that I never intended to live in a dystopia. Uh, like, re really, 
I've always uh, I've always enjoyed the scores and the atmospheres and of uh, movies set in dystopian and uh, post uh, you know post apocalyptic times. But I that's uh, <laughs> not what I want for the world. Uh, I I I I truly only want the best. Uh, but and and I feel like I've really been coming to terms with that recently, as uh, you know, people talk to me about this exact thing uh, about uh, my music, sort of conjuring this post-apocalyptic apocalyptic vibe that uh, I never <laughs> never <laughs> hoped that I'd actually be scoring. Uh, but, uh, but but yeah, I'm glad that that people. I'm glad that people can find comfort in that. Uh, yeah. But as as it is it, yeah, it, it's that's important. It's it's all about you know uh, I, you know I I want to be useful somehow. I want my music to be helpful in some way. Yeah. Uh, but you 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 talked about like growing up. Uh, I I think like one of the very first. Uh, I mean, of course, I being. Like, I think the first, the first score that I ever heard that I, that I truly, like, fell in love with was the uh, Queen's score for the 1981 Flash Gordon movie. Or was it 1980? It was 80 or 81. I think it was 1980. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, I, I remember watching that movie uh, as a child. Uh, like we first got uh, HBO in like 1981 and that movie was on every morning and every afternoon. And one, one summer up, like uh, before I started the grade school, I swear I watched that movie literally every morning and every afternoon. Uh, and it really just had like an indelible effect on my, on everything really. I think that was, that was the start of it all. I, I just couldn't believe like, how cool the score was the combination of the the totally bombastic rock element with all the crazy synthesizers and the intermittent orchestral cues just everything was perfect i i don't i would not have expected that answer i don't know i i would i but that's that's that is true i love i love that soundtrack i guess the people i always associate as my early exposure to film composer greats or like, you know, John Williams. Um, and then I share a birthday with Ennio Morricone. So I was just like <laughs> all about the, like I walked down the aisle to an arrangement. I had two musicians do a, uh, like an acoustic arrangement of his love theme from Cinema Paradiso because it was just- Oh like, yeah, yeah. Every That's time I- Play a character. Very classy. Yeah. Every time I play, I played a character or wanted to like listen to the musical interpretation of what love feels like, I listened to that. Right. Yeah. So Morricone really was tapped into it. Yeah, he's great, and and you've actually gotten to work with another um, uh, infamous uh, score related group, Goblin. Can we? Yes. Can we talk about this? Like. Oh, I'd love to, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. 
So yeah, my my band Zombie, who uh, we we named ourselves after the uh, the Italian cut of Dawn of the Dead. Uh, we we got we really like when we got started playing. We were uh, we like Goblin was one of our major influences, uh, and so it, it it just so like happened that decade a decade and a half later we got the opportunity to open for Goblin on a on a full U.S. tour, uh, and in doing that, like we got to meet these guys and became friends with them, and they're just the sweetest guys, just totally the sweetest guys. And I want to make clear that the version of Goblin that we were opening for, because there's two versions right now. Yeah. There's Claudio Simonetti. Uh, Claudio has his version, which is him and then some younger cats playing. Mm. And then there's the other version, which is the four other remaining original members. Mm. Uh, and that's the version that we were touring with. Uh, and for me, the, uh, being a bass player, a major part of the Goblin sound, in my opinion, is Fabio Pignatelli's bass playing. Uh, he's the only member of Goblin that's been on every recording through every different phase, every different iteration. And he, in my opinion, uh, is the true key to the Goblin sound. Uh, but when, we, so we got to, we got to tour with these guys. We became friends. Uh, we got to know them. Uh, maybe five or six months later, I, I, I got uh, Mauricio Guarini, the uh, one of the, the he was the other keyboardist from Goblin, who was on all the classic scores. Uh, he got in touch saying that uh, Aiden, the uh, Aiden Zamet, who's uh, he he was there, he was the guy filling, he was the guy replacing Claudio Simonetti on the tour when when Zombie got to open for them. Uh, he got in touch saying that Aiden wasn't available to do a tour and they were wondering if I'd be interested in playing the parts. Uh, and, it, you know, it was, it, it was, I can't, I, I really can't necessarily explain how that felt uh, in comparison. It would, you know, it'd be, it would be like, for most people, it'd be like Led Zeppelin asking you to join their band, you know, yeah. they're that important to me. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a true honor to and I was and I fully admit that I am not on their level. It was a true honor for me to even pretend to be on their level for for a tour. That I mean that's that's insane and you don't have to be on their level but like the fact that you have the capacity to work in the framework that they give and like you respect for them and like that's that's a great energy exchange and um as a as a as a musician you've also been putting out some of your own music separate from film do you want to talk about that yeah i've, I've actually been really busy very active uh i have a lot of music out there i i just i like to make a lot of different types of music uh i don't uh i i uh i like I'm just always working. I'm always trying to create. It's how I. It's how I stay positive. Um, 
and and so but in in doing in 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 working that often you can't really do you can't work on the same type of music that so consistently or you just end up sort of treading water and and running out of ideas or running out of inspiration so i jump around a lot uh you know i make some sort of like ambient uh synthesizer type music uh i have a uh a techno ep that came out on the german label compact a few months ago uh you know i i i just try to uh, I I try to plant as many seeds as I can and see which ones grow. Uh, yeah. My band Zombie has a new record coming out next month, uh, and we're really excited for that. It's I'm I'm very excited for people to hear the record. Oh, I'm I'm excited for that. Oh my goodness, I I will keep my eye out for that. Um, what what has been like your um, I think that's something that's kept me relatively insane outside of this doing this show because it does help talk to all different types of people all the time is uh, my husband keeps us on a routine so we have like blocks and of the day and things like that and one, yeah. of, the things, one of the things that he's learned, come to realize about me however is I literally cannot function with quiet like I <laughs> I always yeah. I always need music on or um, even if it's just background, like a show or like, it has to, I need something on, especially with sirens blaring. Um, but yeah, what's your uh, schedule looking like these days? Uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, I have, uh, I have two daughters, a five-year-old and a 10-year-old. And uh, a lot of my time, that, I mean, that's, that's my main gig. Uh, the, the, the music is a side gig for me. The, uh, the main gig is I'm like Mr. Mom type. Uh, wow. So my, my schedule is very busy. There's there's never any downtime, <laughs> never any quiet time. I never have to worry about that. There's always sounds coming from like the laptop or from the TV or from one of their tablets or something like that. There's, there's never any downtime. And they've been uh, mostly, um... Well, understandably, like they have the right to be not well behaved, but they've been mostly good with you. Mostly yeah, I mean, we had it was we had our difficulties in the beginning, but I think I I feel like we found uh, we got our pace. We uh, you know we we got used to it, just yeah. like everybody is. Uh, it was, but it was it was a little bit hard on our five year old. You know, that's it's it's hard. That's hard for for someone that age to understand. Uh, what's going on in the world and and that we can't leave the house anymore uh that's difficult so yeah. understandably yeah i mean and that's not just your kids right i mean some people are acting like kids right now because they, <laughs> because they can't get what they normally want um but yeah. there there are there are times to break the rules and there are times not to um but um, on that note, I wanted to ask you, what kind of message do you want me to tell the universe on your behalf? Hmm. I mean, I think the, the, I think the really timely and relevant thing right now is that Black Lives Matter. Yeah. I think that's the, what I would want the universe to know on my behalf. There's, there's nothing at this point more important than that, really. 
No. And I mean, if we do focus on that issue, um, and I will always, like I do with every episode, I will put resources to do with anything we've talked about, but especially yeah, no. um, if we do recognize that issue, then everyone can say that this is a you know great place to be, right? And I'm not just talking about America, I'm talking about Earth. Like, we cannot turn away from people who need us and stand up. Because standing up for, for Black Lives Matter is standing up for everybody. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's so simple. And it means a lot that you say that and that you recognize that that statement does not negate from your existence or my existence. It is just needs to be said, unfortunately. No, I, I, you know, I, I recognize my privilege and I, I really, uh, you know, we, you know, we have donated to the cause and I think it's just really terribly important. It's imperative at this point. Yeah. And, and anybody listening, watching, you can donate, you can call your local representatives, you can find out what you can do within your own community. There is nothing you can't do right now. There is no yeah, local. You can't do. Yeah, whether yeah, whether you want to donate locally or nationally, it, it's pretty important right now. And uh, yeah, there, there there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of great great causes right now that that you can donate to. I don't uh, have links prepared. I will, uh, and they'll be. I'll yeah, put them in the description. But thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for provi providing, for good or for bad, the, the soundtrack to my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so many others. I look forward to listening to more of your music. And I look forward to seeing every collaboration that comes out of this mess that you contribute your music to. And I hope you and your family continues to stay safe and healthy and sane. And thank you so much for talking. Thank you, Asta. Thank you so much. Of course. Black Lives Matter.